Welcome to another special episode of the Cyber.Now podcast. This is your host, Nick Sturgeon. Thank you all for tuning in. A couple weeks ago, I had the opportunity to sit down with Monty Combs, who is running for Speedway Court Treasurer. He is running for re-election, thus making him the incumbent. Was able to sit down with him for about an hour, had some questions for him, got some good responses. And again, if you remember, I put out a call inviting those who are running for elected office here in the town of Speedway to come on my show, would ask them some tough questions so that the people of Speedway would have the best information possible on those candidates running for the various positions, elected positions within the town. So again, thanks to Monty for coming on the show. Welcome to a special edition of the Cyber.Now podcast. For those of you who listen to the show regularly, you know that I made an announcement and for lack of a better word, put the call out to Speedway candidates that are running for town council or the various other positions that are coming up in this November's elections to have them come on this show and to talk and, and just provide my show as a forum for the candidates to talk about their campaigns and why the citizens of Speedway should vote for them. And I am sitting here with the current clerk treasurer of the town of Speedway, who's up for re-election, Monty Combs. Monty, thank you for joining me on the show. Well, that's no problem. Enjoy it. So, um, I kind of spoiled the the part that you're running for clerk treasurer for the town, but uh, just give a little bit of a background of who you are. You know, you're the incumbent this year. You know, talk to us about the last uh, few years that you've been in office, and then we'll go from there. Well, my wife and I, Betsy, Betsy, my wife and I moved here in Speedway 12 years ago. At the time, I was working for the Bureau of Motor Vehicles for the state of Indiana, and I was their uh, CFO at the time. I moved from there and went to Employee Indy and, uh, for two years. And, but we lived here, and, and I never anticipated working for the town of Speedway. I wasn't planning that by any stretch of the imagination. And um, when it came open in November of 2013, or 1st of November of 2013, I was uh, encouraged to run for, that, for, a, for a, a caucus to replace the position. And I said no many times. And... Uh, then finally I got up one morning and said, yeah, let's do it. I don't have to drive downtown. I don't have to wear ties every day, and I can be close to home and come home for lunch and things of that nature. So I took it, and um, they, they warned me that there were some things that were going to have to be fixed, no doubt about it. And um, it was kind of that. That's what I've done the last 20-some last years, 25 years of fixing situations, and I didn't, didn't do that on purpose. It just became what I was about, is trying to fix things and make sure they're doing the right things and especially on the financial side and how they're paying bills, et cetera, et cetera. So I started and uh, we're still here now. So <laughs> so this is your first term that you're finishing up or, or is this just, how many terms have you filled in court treasurer specifically? When I came in in November of 13, uh, the 14 and 15 were the last two years of that, and I was fulfilling that. Okay. Then in 15, we, I got elected for a full four years, which brings it back to this year for another four years. Okay, so just wanted to, to clarify that for the audience. So part of this is what does the clerk treasurer do for the town? I mean, 
why is it an elected position? Why isn't it, it important to how the town runs? Well, the elected position, it's the only full, full-time elected official in Speedway. Uh, it's done by stat- state statute. It's been that way for years when it was established, not probably I don't know how long ago, but I'm sure it's been a long, long, long time. And it's, uh, it's, uh, it's an adventure to say the least. There's tons of things that we do and people just think we, they come in and get a permit to put on a new roof or, or they want to get their uh, water bill paid. Well, there's tons, tons more than that. Uh, whether it's HR, it's, it's, it is permits, it is utilities, it's making sure we reconcile our bank accounts, working with the bank, account, bank accounts that we do work with. And there, uh, there's just bonds, we take care of bonds, we make payments a di- different way, we got to report to the state. The DLGF, the Department of Local Government Finance, we have to report to them on a regular basis. And, uh, and of course, budgets every year is important. And we, and we get audited every year by the State Board of Accounts. And uh, there's just a lot of things that people don't know. We don't brag about it. That's just our, our, that's what we're supposed to do. And it, it takes up time. It's uh, interesting, but it can, be, uh, it can be aggravating at times. <laughs> Especially when you're dealing with money and on the utility side, I'm sure a lot of emotions from the the uh, citizens or the clients or customers of the water utility. I'm sure there can be some emotions there. Maybe water's getting shut off or whatever the situation may be. That does happen. That does happen. It happens about every every other month. We have to tell people we're going to have to do that if you don't make your payment. That is true. Uh, it's not something we like, but we have to do so. We have to, um, but what, but my, my goal when I came in clearly was there, there's ordinances in place, ordinance in place that says this has to happen, this has to happen, this has to happen. And the, count, uh, the council makes those decisions and they've made them long ago. And uh, I, my job was to make sure I enforce those because it's, it's fair. And, and, and I also make it fair for everyone. Everyone's treated the same. I don't, nobody gets a special, special deal. And um, it, it was tough because it wasn't going that way. And uh, they said, well, we've never, we've never done that before. And they said, well, you put in a new ordinance in. No, that ordinance was put in in 1969. <laughs> so yeah. a lot of things have been there. But we have to make sure, my job is to make sure that we keep as, as much revenue coming in as we can. Not that we're greedy. We just got to enforce the ordinances and all things. And, and, of course, the property tax comes in. And uh, the county option income tax money comes in. There's a lot of things we bring, bring money in. And we make sure the budgets are in such a way that we're going we're gonna to spend the money the right way. So you, you mentioned the budgets. Do you operate or does the town operate on an actual balanced budget? Or is it kind of like the state does well in some cases? I know we've, the state's had a true balanced budget for the last few bienniums. But in some other states and, and that, oh, well, we're balanced on paper, but we know that our expenses are more than the, the money that's coming in. Well, that's true. It is, it is balanced. We, we make sure we, we go with the revenue we're going to bring in, but also the DLGF that I mentioned, they, they tell us basically what can we, have in, what can we increase with. There's a per, small percentage that you can increase, increase it with. And they, at, once we pass the budget through the council, it has to go to the state, and the state says, yes, that's acceptable. So they watch over us, and uh, that's fair, and, and we understand that completely. So expand on the relationship between your office and the council a little bit more. How does that relationship work? And for those that may not fully understand how the, the town is set up and organized as a government. 
Well, the clerk treasurer, uh, we're c- controlled by the state statutes and what our ob- obligations are and what our job is, and uh, we have to go by those. Uh, the council is a different body. They're the legislative body, and uh, they make, they, they, I'll take them on, on uh, council meetings, and I'll say, here's the claims we've paid or, or want to pay over the last two weeks since we met last, and they have to approve that. Now, a lot of things we can pay on our own, such as utility bills and payrolls and things of that nature without their approval. But when it comes to that, they, they approve, it, approve it, and uh, we move forward from there. So they, they, um, we handle HR. They, they don't. We do pay claims and pay it. They don't. They approve it, yes, but it's just a difference of legislative versus the actions that we take. Okay, and when you talk about claims, or can you expand on that and clarify that for the audience and what you mean by a claim? Any any time there's something that has to be done, whether it's a it's a contract that we have to pay or it's a bond we have to pay uh, periodically, um, monthly statement or monthly payments we have to make, such as sales tax on water. People don't know that we have to pay that, but we do. Uh, but somebody has a broken plumbing in their building, and they'll bring somebody in, and they then they bring it over the invoice, and we'll pay that. So anything that has to be done that way, payroll's the same thing. We process it, we put it in a system, and, and, and make sure it's, it's balanced possibly. Let's get to know you a little bit more, at least on your, the, the political side, because, you know, of politics, you've, you typically see Republicans and Democrats, and personally, I don't look at the party so much as I do the person. Uh, but what is your kind of political philosophy around, you know, how— government should be run and just what are you, the principles that you take with you in your day-to-day uh, job as court treasurer? Well, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a conservative Republican. Um, I've been that way all my life. I, um, I, I believe, and I've said this a hundred times, that, that I, I love public work. I always have, and I've done that for, long, for all my life, basically. I'm not in the private sector. I don't, I don't like that. But on the public se- sector, that's basic, basically based on who's paying the property taxes, et cetera, and, and how we pay it. And I've said, I've said this many times, I am more strict on the public money that we're trying to control than I do my own personal money. If I would have been as strict on my, I would be, have a little bit more money getting ready to retire someday. <laughs> and I mean that sincerely. If it's not the right thing to spend the money on, I, I, I push back. And uh, it, and everybody's known that for the past six years that that's the way I work. So. Okay, um, good to know. I, I personally, and those that listen to this show know I'm for small, limited government. That whether at the national level or down to the local level, government should only take care of those things that are constitutionally obligated and certain things. And this is not a very popular ver- view, but some of the social welfare stuff. I don't see that necessarily being the role of government. I think there's other, you know, charities and non-for-profits that can fill that gap, but the government's there to protect us and and not just to make us feel safe, but actually protect us, whether it's through the the police fire department at the local level or at the national level uh, at, with the military and defense. So what are your thoughts on small government versus big government and, and that, kind of dynamic well i've <clears throat> excuse me i've i've worked on uh, i've worked on a township level in, in indianapolis i've worked on the county level i've worked on the state level and now i'm in the town here um I, there's no way i could work in the federal government there's no <laughs> way it's just too crazy and too big and too silly in my opinion 
but uh, it's just it's fun to be again the public sector I, i've always enjoyed it and but i've tried each one that's one 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 thing that finally got me to take this at, in speedway and some days i go why did i do that but you know you'd always <laughs> yeah. say that for everywhere you work i yeah. suppose and I'm right there with you. I've spent a, a good chunk of my career in public service, a state trooper for eight years, worked for another state government for two years. Actually, was a reserve officer for Speedway PD for a year before family stuff got too involved and couldn't fulfill my uh, duties. So I, I get where you're coming from, the, the, the sense of accomplishment that you're helping others. And I can appreciate that uh, very much. So take a, a step here. You mentioned that there were some issues the town was having when you first came in. Compared to that, what are, I mean, how did you address those issues then? And really, how would you address a, another challenge that you that may come up? And, and there's specifically... Uh, last, uh, it's been about two years ago now, there, um, THR had put out a report about a commissioner for, from the uh, Speedway Redevelopment Commission had allegedly misused public money and, and some of the, the funds through, the, through that commission. And then a couple of years before that, the former fire chief had misuse some of uh, the monies is uh, at least uh, according to the Indy Star it was about $60,000. What are you doing to make sure those type of challenges don't happen again? And also, how would you address a challenge like that? Should it be made aware to the town? Oh, absolutely. If something came up that way, and I know how to do that, I'm actually, uh, first of all, I started a younger life when in law enforcement for 22 years. And, uh, but my, when I went to college or in high school, I wanted to be in accounting. And so when I got fed up, fed up with the law, law enforcement, <laughs> it was time to move on and I got into accounting. I'm also a certified fraud examiner. I've got that certification and, uh, I've, I've been through all of those things about how the, the scams that go on, et cetera, et cetera. And, it, and I can see things and see very easily of somebody doing something they shouldn't be doing. And that makes me dig even further and further and further. And it, it has been a situation where two two events occurred, and uh, it it was it's not something you want to see, but if it if I see it, I'm going to move on it. And uh, we worked together with the investigators as well as the state board of accounts, and it shouldn't have been doing that. They shouldn't be doing that. And I think everybody in town now, as far as our our department heads and everyone else, they know that if they're going to do it, they're going to get caught. And that's not I'm not trying to be negative to them, but it it's true, and and it has to be done. Well, it's the public trust that's at stake. As a citizen of the town, I mean, when you see those headlines, man, that just really has a major negative effect of our trust in the town government when you, or state government or any government when that, that stuff happens. But I guess really, what are some of the lessons learned from those things that you have implemented uh, during your time as court treasurer? Well, again, I think by they know how we've handled those two situations. They know when they're, you're going out to buy something, there better be bids on them. I mean, they're, they're do what should be done. And it, sometimes they say, well, we shouldn't have to do it. It's not that much money. It doesn't matter. We should, do, we should get bids and make sure we're getting the right price because it's the public's money that we're paying for them. So, And they've learned me. They've learned a lot what I'm about. 
I've learned what what they're about, and we get along very, very well. And uh, it's uh, it's just a it's a positive move at this point. And and a lot of things have changed over time. I've cha- had to change things for a lot of different reasons. And uh, we're I think we're as good as it is. My staff is fantastic. That they weren't when I got there. <laughs> to be honest with you, they were they weren't bad people, but they just weren't in that kind of business. It became a problem, but there were a lot of things that had to be fixed, and they have been done, done so now. And um, it's one reason why I'm doing it again, because it's, uh, it's not so tough as it used to be when I first started. Okay. Now, for the, the next four years, what are some of your goals should you be reelected? Um, our, our goals are to stay, uh, in my opinion, stay system or system that we're in right now that's going extremely well. We changed our payroll just last fall. Uh, a year ago, and, and we had to because there was an issue about with our retirees that we pay once a month, and it wasn't getting done by the company before. And uh, it's just something that I'm, I'm not I'm not bashful. If we need to change it to a better s- system, we'll do so. Okay. And I think that's important. And I do that in a prev- in a way that we don't spend a ton of money. And in this case, by changing that, not only did we fix the issue with the retirees that was becoming it become a real problem. But I'm saving a thousand dollars a month, and what it costs to run with that that vendor, and that's uh, with those guys. And it, it's and, and it happens to be a company that's in Greenwood, and the uh, the guy that owns it, a CPA who actually graduated from Speedway High School way back when. <laughs> so that didn't hurt anything, but yeah. they were very good. They knew exactly what we needed, and yeah. and that's the direction I went. So I'm not afraid to do that. So and that actually one of my other questions about the modernization of the town. You mentioned some of the not only just with the systems that you're using, but even with the ordinances. I know that's something that the the council has to change, but do you, I guess, once see a need to kind of update some of those ordinances that, as you mentioned, were written in 1969 um, to to fit the, the needs of the town today looks a whole lot different than it did back in, in the late 60s and early 70s? Well, the uh, 1969 that I referred to, that, that, that's something that still should have been in place and it wasn't being enforced, and that was a mm-hmm. big problem, and it lost a lot of money for the town. As far as changing the ordinances, that's not my responsibility. That's the, the council to do. And if they tell us, okay, we're not gonna, you don't need a permit for this or you don't need this ordinance sitting there anymore, fine. We, I, I, we live with it and we go forward with it. Okay. But it's not my responsibility. Okay. Well, I, I just didn't know if there was any kind of conversation or any analysis that you did to say, hey, it, by changing this ordinance, that this is the fiscal impact to the town? No, really haven't. I haven't had to do that. Again, there's a lot of things were in place by the council, and um, I, I don't see any real, I mean, they make some changes. We're talking about the business license. Uh, everybody that has a business gets, has to get a license every year, one year, $50 a year. That's revenue that we know who's where, what, and when, and we understand that. Now that they've, they've been talking about changing that a little bit on who's, who has to get that permit, and that's, that's fine. I okay. have no problem with it. To move more towards the, the systems, the technology, I'm a tech guy, been in IT for years and years and years. I'm in cybersecurity now. What, are, what is the town doing to update those systems and keep up with the, the current threats from a you know cyber standpoint, the utilities are a high value target for some, whether they're hackers or, or uh, bad actors. You know, what have you guys even looked into that at all? 
We have. We have in certain things, that, such as uh, reading the meters for somebody to pay their, their, their consumption on water, which de- determines their bill. Um, we've talked about it uh, three or four years ago. We talked about having a system put in where that we would just have to hit a switch and it would read them. We wouldn't have a human go out there and do those numbers. That was, uh, that was very nice. It sounded good, but it wasn't affordable. It wasn't something we could do. The prices come down significantly since then. The system, that kind of system, it's not been talked about lately, but it's something that could possibly be done. We've changed our financial sp- software three years ago, our utility software three years ago into a better system, and uh, it works v- very well. There's, there's IT things that were talked about, and technology, for example. we got a lot of paperwork, paper, I shouldn't say paper, that we have to keep. Uh, we're, we're obligated to do by state, state laws. We'd love to have it into, into a digital-type scenario. And that's nice, but again, it costs money. And is that the right thing to do? Or is it not? Some things we have to keep forever. Payroll, we, we're obligated by the, by the state that we have to keep those forever. So getting all that done, there's been a lot of things that have to be. We haven't gotten to that point on that. But again, it costs a significant amount of money. I'd love to do it. But, and sometimes the state doesn't accept some of the things that are new anymore. They want, us, they want it the old way. And so... Which is crazy because when I worked for the state, we said the same thing about the the feds. Why (laughs) (laughs) the FBI, the old UCR reports were on the old dot matrix green paper and the FBI wanted the our statistics on that format, even though dot matrix computers were years from, you know, having been in style. (laughs) (laughs) So it's kind of funny that, that those the state has uh, can be accused of the same thing. Yes, as a I agree with you. I agree. <laughs> uh, too funny. So you know, the the candidate forum was last night, and unfortunately, I couldn't be there. I had another obligation to. But that type of forum, I think, it's great for the citizens of the town to be able to hear from the candidates. You know, kind of all at once, but. The downside is when there's, you know, nine, 10 people on a panel, a couple hour time frame limited on, on the response. So I, I want to take the opportunity now. And I went back through and, and listened to some of the questions that Mr. Frazier, who's a town legend. <laughs> Very true. Yeah. Uh, asked, but, and just bring up to, to expand upon, find my notes here. But you, you mentioned, and we talked about a little bit about the revenue that the town brings in and and even from your comments last night that you know speedway is landlocked geographically we are pretty much we can't grow outward and we're limited on the number of residents and though the the town has revitalized significantly in the last five or so years even that's going to be limited once everything is is said and done and just to be frank, when when a, a government talks about revenue, that's taxes, or it's um, application fees. It's it usually means it's one or the other. I mean, there's a couple other things that could happen, but generally it's taxes or or fees or fines. What is your thought on the the town's ability and in the town's direction of of bringing in that that revenue, quote unquote? Well, again, what I've, what I've done for six years is we've looked at the ordinances, back again, go to that, and, and the things, the ordinances that were not being enforced, 
was a, a, a significant amount of money that was not being gathered. I'll take an example. Um, when you don't pay your sewer bill, then the law gives us and says we can put a lien against that property. Now, we have, a lot of people don't know this, we have 3,500 customers in Speedway that get water, sewer, trash, all those kind of things. But we have 25 customers that are outside of Speedway, and the only thing they pay us is on sewer. They get their water consumption from Citizens, citizens Group. Okay. So, and they, they seem to be the worst about, when I got there in 2013, they had filed one, one um, lien against the property. In 2014, when I was there, we did 600. In the last six, not quite six years, but we have brought in more than $2 million of addition dollars that weren't being captured. And that's not good. And, we, and that, that's a big deal for us. And uh, that's not, we're not going to build those 500 new houses or whatever. And I get that, but we have to maximize, not maximize, that's probably a bad word, but we need to enforce the ordinance the right way, the way it should be. Very similar to what's going on, and, and this goes back to that 1969 ordinance. Uh, landlords, which we have a significant number of them in town, uh, when, the, when the tenant decided to leave and owed us, owed us $200, for example, on a water bill, uh, they, just, they just wrote it off. Well, if you go back to that 1969 ordinance, it says that the landlord is responsible because our obligation is to the landlord that we're giving service to that person in his house, not to the tenant. And, uh, and, and I said, okay, we're going to enforce this the right way. And I, I can't capture how much money we've done it, but we've brought, and, and we, we don't turn on the next uh, tenant's water unless it, that bill gets paid by the, by the landlord. Okay. And there's a significant amount of money. All those things help the town. And as far as revenue, I, I, the, the, we're, not, we're not trying to get every dollar we can get, but we should enforce what we should. And that's, a, that's the way I've taken it. Okay. No, that, that's fair. Again, I'm, my philosophy is I want as much money to stay in my wallet as possible. And, you know, any hint of new taxes, and I know the town's limited on what it can do by state statute, but even then, my first question is, what, what is the town or even the school, the, the government entity doing to be as efficient as they can with the money they can? You know, why, why is that additional funds needed? Now, some of those things where it's more of a user-based type of thing, you know, whether it's um, permitting for construction or stuff, you only pay those when you are doing those type of things. Eh, I mean, that, that is what it is, but... You know, like the referendum for the school that was re-upped a couple years ago, I was very outspoken against that um, because that's additional money. Well, I, yeah, that going back to the initial uh, referendum, because again, you know, as it was pointed out, well, this is just a continuation, but it's still money out of my my wallet that I'm not able to spend on my my family or whatever I want to spend it on. So I'm very cautious about yeah, let's new taxes. And I know that any new additional stuff that's going to be come from the, the council and their vote on that, and and you're going to enforce and and collect on those things. But I still like to have a sense of, you know, the idea of a person in government how they feel on on taxes and and the whether they're for raising you know taxes or or if they're more of a you know fiscally conservative of you know let's limit the the amount of taxes that we're taking out to what they absolutely have to be and not get too crazy with it. 
Well, I'm absolutely against raising taxes. Now, there, there's a factors that go along with that. And let me go back to those liens I was talking about. When we filed all those liens that, we, that we've done over the last five-plus years, 98% of those were p- the people outside of Speedway that didn't pay the sewer okay. bills. That's where the liens came. It okay. didn't come from the people within. Yeah. As far as taxes, I think the taxes here, property taxes, for example, are, are they're, they're reasonable. Now, what we're experiencing now is the prices of the houses in Speedway have gone up tremendously. That means it's going to be cost more in property taxes. Mm-hmm. But we're trying to keep what we're spending lower. So if there is increase, if there is going to be an increase in tax, it, we're trying to keep that as low as possible. Okay. And obviously there's factors in there. The residential, you can only pay 1% of the values on it. In the old days, and I used to, I was a, in the Marion County Treasurer's office for eight years. And um, the, the, the taxes were such that you, you couldn't, well, I was trying to go someplace with that, and I don't remember what it was with American County Treasurer. Sorry about that. That's but okay. Anyway, we, we, I think our taxes here, property taxes, are, are on good pace compared to others. But the price of the house going up means it's going to be a different. And, and we don't control that. That's how much it sells for. And, oh, that's what was back, back in the days. They used to, on the assessments, they assessed it based, uh, they did the assessments based on, it wasn't based on the cost of the house to buy it. It used to be how was it built, how long ago was it built. They got credits for that if it was old, old house, et cetera, and they don't do that anymore. Mm-hmm. It's based on what they can sell or buy the house for, and that makes a big difference, and that's affecting the property taxes. I think in a positive, if we're not spending the money, then, then in a way, that's going to be, it's going to keep it level, and I think we've, we've succeeded, in my opinion, uh, over the last six years that I've been involved, and we keep it very positive. So are some of the uh, the additional funds that are being brought in through the liens, is that going to pay off bonds? What is that money being used for since it was, I guess, unrealized uh, revenue, well, so for, to speak? For example, the, the liens is for on the sewer side. And, and what, three years ago, we, we came up with a project over the, well, the next two years from that point, and we're going we're gonna to fix the, the sewer lines in, in the areas. And we did that, and they found a way to do it. Instead of digging it all up and putting new down, they could put in inside the pipes, and they could put some kind of system in there that they much cheaper. And we and we were able to do that because we did bring in those additional dollars. And uh, as far as the waterworks, they, gosh, we brought in more money on that on their side as well. And they're able to t- make their make sure that treatment area and their system is much better and easier for them to function better for the town and for the citizens. Okay, um, very good. So I know the the town is moving its offices to the old PNC Bank. I know there's been uh, some news, or at least in the, the town press, about the status of that. Financially, at least what has been reported is that by consolidating the the desperate, because you've got there at 1410, and then you've got the the offices at Speedway shopping area, is is there actually going to be savings? I know there's an investment there to do some remodeling and, and those type of things to get it uh, ready for people to have um, and, and work out of. But is that actually going to be saving the the town money, whether it's five, ten, or you know, fifteen years down the road? Well, it, it depends on how you look at it. We haven't, I haven't done any numbers on it, but the buildings we're in are very, very old. There's no question about that. Which that always means its maintenance is very high. Um, we haven't gotten any bids yet at this point on the new building. Uh, I think from a lot of 
lot of ideas. I mean, it's good to have us all in the same building. I, I would be able to walk down the hall and, and talk with the chief instead of walking outside, whether it's snowing or it's raining or whatever, mm-hmm. the 20 below zero. And uh, we can have meetings all in the same place. Uh, and, and it's a central location that I think is fabulous for the town. And it's right. It couldn't be better. I don't think you could pick a, a better for that. And um, uh, it's going to cost some money. Sure it is. But it might cost them. It would cost more men, more money if we put up a new building. And and the point is to get in a in a position that this is going to last for 50 years. And that's good. Yeah. But uh, those, those things do cost. It's like when you buy a new car. It's going to yeah. last you 10 years, but it's going to cost you to do it. And it's no different here. And uh, I think I think it's very positive for the town. Okay. Your opponent, uh, Michelle Lighty, who has not, and this is a, a factual statement. This isn't trying to be slightful or anything to her. She has not responded to uh, my invitation to to be on the show. Um, and if I given the opportunity, I would ask her this question. But I wanted to get your response. And during her opening statement, um, she was asked, and this is very general, not a direct quote, but she was asked about what she would do come, if she was elected. And, and she made a comment about the town and, and transparencies and uh, especially you mentioned the claims that were going out and it, it the way that I took it was that there wasn't a, currently a whole lot of transparency about the the claims or even what's happening uh, within the the clerk treasurer office and and to me it, it sounded like it was a little bit of an underside of a, a dig at you I don't know if you took it that way but how would you res- respond uh, just in general to her campaign and you know her her position on you know the the transparency of of your office well first of all we we do that based on what the law and the state board of accounts that we have to have the the claims be uh, approved by the council and that is a list of everything we paid for during that period of time between the last that that anybody can get that document anytime they want it all they do is put it for a public records report, and they can have it. I mean, it's nothing to hide from anybody. They have nothing to hide. And the council has their responsibility to approve it. If they don't like it, they ask. And they've asked me before, what's this about? Okay. And I tell them why. But, uh, uh, you know, anybody can say, well, they, we should transparency. Transparency of what? You, you have access to it if you'd use it, but apparently they don't know to do that. Shame on them, not on us. And uh, I assure you that nothing's getting paid out of that office that's not to be paid or not should be paid. It okay. just doesn't work. That's not me. Yeah, I, I just I wanted to give you an opportunity to, to respond to her opening comments, so to speak, uh, from last night. I, and I'm going to keep this very uh, generalized to the, the normal grumblings and complaints that people have <laughs> against the town government. And it, I, it doesn't matter who's in. It, it just, what would you say if somebody just came up to you and said, I just don't like how the town's running? What is your response to that? Well, I would tell them that I, I don't agree with them. And, but if you've got a complaint, let me know what it is and I'll answer anything I can for you. Uh, I, I, uh, again, I, I, I don't know what they would have in that, but it is what it is. Yeah. It, it just kind of a, a general statement. There are those that are going to be unhappy no matter what, but I just, really wanted to get an idea of your response and how you you handle those type of grumblings that that happen i know there was some 
at least on social media and take it for a grain of salt a couple years ago there were a, a group of folks that were unset with how the town they viewed the town was treating the citizens of of speedway and just it kind of went down and, and to the wayside since then but um really just haven't been in government i know people are unhappy with you no matter what you do so well i mean anybody comes to me and says i i, I, I don't like what's going on I, I obviously i want to know what's your specific issue and some of those things i can answer some i cannot and uh, that's one thing they do a lot of people call into the town hall and to the clerk's office clerk treasurer's office and they ask questions that we have no control over at all so we're not going to sit and try to come up with an answer for them when we don't know I mentioned last night at the forum you were talking about, a lady called just a week or so ago and said, I, I'd like to change my name. What can you do to help me? Well, we have no control over that. And we get those things all the time. And we get phones that, that for some reason, they're thinking the clerk's uh, town hall and clerk's offices, clerk treasurer's office, that they can solve every problem. We can't. And we, but we try to direct them to the right people. Say it's a parks issue. A lady called about a parks issue I talked to, and I said, I'm going to pass you on to Tammy Smith. Because Tammy handles that, and uh, but but they, they think town hall is the place to go. But we treat them we treat them well, and we'll give them the answers we know. And when we don't know, we try to put them in the right direction. Well, and I think that's probably the the fairest thing that you you could do. And and actually spending time on something that isn't in your purview to me is a waste of time, and which means it's a waste of uh, taxpayer money at that point. It, just in my opinion, it may not be the <laughs> the 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 most common view or the most thought of view but i mean to me that is the the way that it is i mean again it goes back we should only be working on the things that are within our swim lane or within our our constitutional or legal authorities not going to outside of those swim lanes because it, it, then i think there's some issues that can come up let alone on the waste of time and, and resources that could be dedicated to solving problems that you can actually solve. Well, I can assure you that anybody that walks in the door, they're going to get a smile from the staff because they're all great. And they ask, what can we do to help you today? That's usually what we say. And it doesn't matter what it is. We don't know what they're coming in mm -hmm. for. They're going to rent a shelter at one of the parks for the weekend or whatever. And they come in and we say, hey, what can we help you today? And we help them in any way. And if we can't, we tell them. They sometimes they want to know when the heavy heavy trash pickup is. Well, we've got that. We have it for it. They want to know when the next shred it is that the police department has. Yep. We have them sitting there and we give them those answers. It was last weekend, so. <laughs> yeah. yeah. As long as we can, yeah. we do so. That's yeah. all we can do. Last question for the night. And again, I appreciate you taking the time out and answering and having this conversation. I think it's been great. Just to finish it out, why should the citizens of Speedway vote for you over your opponent, Michelle? Well, first of all, you know, we've worked hard in the clerk treasurer's office the last almost six years to make it better for everybody. And that I'm really, really tough on that, that I want to make sure we keep it positive. I have a degree from Indiana University. I've studied a lot of different things in accounting. And then that's that's important. I'm a certified fraud examiner, so I'm not going to let the money get where it shouldn't go. But more importantly, the, people don't understand completely how difficult the clerk treasurer's office is. There is a tremendous list of what we do, and they don't understand that. They think you come in and get a permit, or you come in and get your water paid. But there's so many things that that, that happen that 
they just don't understand. And 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 I I have the credentials. I've been in this position as as far as a CFO for a company for the the state groups and the the employee indie, the BMV, the workforce development, and and then county treasurer's office. And that again, that's what I've done the last twenty five years. And I know exactly what what needs to be done. I know the, the the right thing. I know what's the wrong thing, and we make it better for the citizens the best we can, and obviously for the town. I don't feel on the other side it's that way. I don't. There's no background that I know of, or, or what they've done in the past. My opponent's done in the past. She's she's not been in this kind of a situation. Last night she made a comment. Well, we bring in the money, we pay out the money. Well, there's a ton, ton more than that, and if you don't understand that. It could put us back in a mess, and I don't want it to be a mess again. And um, I, I just I very, very feel very strong about making sure that we don't go back to what I inherited and go back to that again after six years of being successful. And that's why I'm here. Otherwise, quite frankly, I would have retired. Okay. But And my staff begged me to run because they know they've worked hard with me. The council came and asked me to run again. For the same reasons and i said yes again so <laughs> sometimes i wonder why but uh realistically i don't want it to become a problem like it was before and uh, and i guess that's why i'm here all right well monty thank you very much again for taking the time out of your evening as of now at, at you know 6 58 p.m on october 8th you've been the only one to reach out and I, I, I mean this sincerely. It takes a lot of guts to sit here one on one, especially, you know, I haven't asked the easiest questions. I mean, there, a couple of them are down and dirty, but no disrespect. Um, as we talked off air, it, it's really I want the citizens to make the best choice and really to ha- make the best choice when it comes to election time is have the right information. It's not just information. They need to have good information. They need to know who they are voting for. It's not just an R or a D. You're voting for a person who has beliefs and and experiences, or whether in whatever area that it's in, and they should be voting for the person, not for a political party. And that's just my takeaway of it. So I appreciate you. It takes a lot of guts to do what you do. So thank you very much. Well, I appreciate you coming out and taking your time as well. And um, I enjoy these things. And, and, and I know I, when you made the invitation out to people, you said, we're going to ask tough questions. I never back away from those. That doesn't bother me at all. And uh, am I perfect at what I do? No. But darn, we're going to put hard to make it work that way. Um, working towards being the best and, and doing your best, that's all I think anybody could ask for. And those people out there that live here? They deserve it, and that's what's important. The employees deserve it, and that's really what I, what I do this for. All right. Well, Monty, again, thank you very much, thank and you. good luck. Thank you very much. That's it for this week's show, you guys. Thank you all for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed it. Thanks again to our sponsor, Delta Research, for supporting the show. Again, if you want to join in on the conversation, go to the show's webpage at cybernowpod.com. Visit us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you want to get a hold of me directly, you can find me on Twitter at the underscore Polititech or email me directly at nick at the Polititech.com. Finally, if you think this show is worthy, go to iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, or your favorite podcasting platform to subscribe, rate, review, and don't forget to share the show. 
If you guys do all of that, I will be back again next week to do this thing once more. Until then, have a great week. Talk to you soon.